Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome into the latest edition of ESPN FC. I'm Dan Thomas, joined in the studio today by Shaka Hislop and Craig Burley. We'll kick things off at Old Trafford, where it finished Manchester United 2, Leeds United 2. Manchester United, though, haven't come from 2-0 behind. It was not too open. The scoring in the opening at 60 seconds. Then on the stroke of half-time, the Leeds supporters wanted Martinez sent off. It looked like he was kicking out at Banford. However, he wasn't shown the red. Into the second half, Leeds to make it 2-0. Varane with the own goal to see the visitors double their lead. Marcus Rashford, though, with a header. And James Sancho with a goal with 20 minutes to go would see United claw a point. From the game, taking a look at what that means in the table. Well, United remain third, three points clear of Newcastle. Meanwhile, at the bottom of the table, a point for Leeds puts them now, well, one point clear of the relegation zone. For more on this, let's welcome in, shall we? Jan Argofjortov joins us. Uh, Jan, where did this come from? Well, first of all, it was a very entertaining game, as you said. Very intense. I, I think this is the best Jesse March game I've seen for a long time, at least. Oh, Fantastic. No. <laughs> Inten- intensity, pressure, everything that Jesse March wanted. But both halves, they started very well. And uh, before the game, we had a look at the table now. They would say they would be happy with that point, being 2-0 up, having that, hitting that post, that free kick. I mean, they would be a bit disappointed. But as you saw at the end there, I think they were quite happy still because at 2-2, Manchester United was flying. They were coming forward, won 13 in a row at Old Trafford. So, intense. Uh, and I think they both will be will start OK happy with that uh, game. Jan, Jan, Jan with his anti-American ways. Uh, I know, I know. It's just, uh, you know what Jan's like. Jan. No, no, no. Jan, is it, uh, yeah. is it too simplistic That's to say my job. no Casemiro, no party? <laughs> Well, everybody else said that, so I, I, I guess I won't join them. I think that that was nothing to do with Casemiro, although the balance that he brings into the midfield and so on. And I must say, when at the end, where, where it's 2-2 and you're flying, you try to get in there and you put Lindelof in the middle of the park, well, OK, uh, you can say you miss uh, uh, Casemiro. But I still think that from Manchester United point of view to coming back, it was great to see Sancho getting on the score sheet. Mm. Although I, I can't believe that Shaka didn't say anything about the goalkeeper, but Kuri should have said that, Meslier. But uh, at the end of the day, it's a good point for Leeds United. I, I think it would do them ever so good. And talking about American, I saw one American being a part of that three three man committee at the side. I've never seen a committee work at a, at a game before. <laughs> they had so many small meetings. That was just fun to watch. Uh, it worked out though. It's a brain trust on the side. There you are. You but, see, uh, like here. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I. Uh, <laughs> Great point for Leeds, clearly. Yeah. Could have been three. Uh, missed opportunity, big time for Man United. We're not at the best. Yes, Casemiro was missing. We're not at the best, for sure. Defensively, I think, you know, Leeds created way more chances than, than I think the recent play would, would have suggested. Uh, and, it, and it was good to get a body in in Veghorst, and he has played, he has done okay for them. But I really felt when he was on the field, tonight you saw the sort of deficiencies in their game and his game limited at that level yeah he is you know an extra body to have in there and I think ultimately uh, he's going to be better served coming off the bench if they want to change change it up late in the game but but yeah putting Rashford through the middle continuing his great goal scoring run for this season but also giving them a different dimension with that pace uh, and I think the, the sort of Veghorst experiment from the start which it has been, I think is pretty much going to run its course. They need to find a different dimension in their play. They were very one-dimensional whilst he was on. Uh, and the manager, to be fair to him, knew that, changed it, and that probably got them the point. I thought, I thought United were poor by their standards throughout. And, and yes, the, the, the easy answer is Casemiro was a, was a huge miss, but I, I think it was far deeper than that. I thought Sabitzer came in, I, I thought he did well, had a good, couple of good looks. Do you think goal. they were complacent, Shaq? Do you think they looked at Lee? I... I, I Listen, I, I just thought, if I'm Manchester United, I'm just putting that down to 
one of those days. And it wasn't, it wasn't pretty. We didn't play well. Somehow, we got a point that we didn't deserve. Mm. Let's just take that, take it on the chin, and, and move on. It, it's, it's difficult to say why Manchester United were, were that poor. Leeds, on the other hand, I, I thought were outstanding, especially given the form that they've been in. Got the start that they wanted uh, and, and looked the better of the, of the two teams for, for much of this game. If, if, if you're Tanag, you're saying, yes, we were second best. Quite easily could have could have lost this. Quite easily could have had a player sent off. Um, but we shown that we we are tough to beat. That we're not lying down. And and you take that and you move on as as quickly as you possibly. As, as memory serves me right, I, I think the last twice Leeds have been to Old Trafford, they've been obliterated. I mean, they were far from that today. I mean, there was just so much more organised than than the last at least one, maybe two trips to Old Trafford when I think it was five or six. United scored. I mean, it was embarrassing. I mean, they were they looked a lot more solid, and, and yeah, they caught United on certainly not their best day, but that's not their problem. McKenney got some more game time. Him and Adams are a good pairing in the middle of the park. Though they, they can get around, they can get their foot in. We saw McKenney getting involved with Luke Shaw, a bit of aggression in there. The pace of Gnonto and the goal, the pace of Somerville, Bamford getting some more game time up front. They've 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 got themselves a chance of survival in this league. I mean, it's going to be tight. Yeah. It's going to be tight, but that was... And I have no idea what this board is going to do in terms of the next manager. From, from By all accounts, it's a very uh, split boardroom in terms of what way they want to go. But if they do make the right decision, there is enough within this squad that could keep them up, but it's going to be tight. Uh, from a United perspective, Jan, do you concur with Shaka? Do you think it was just a bad day at the office? Yes, but having said that, they weren't that good against Crystal Palace either. But yeah. there is another culture at the club now. Uh, there is another culture of, of when they're down, when we saw the beginning of the season, or, or that when they were down, the game were lost. And I think what Ten Hag will take out of this game, yes, he can go with Xhaka's uh, uh, view on that, but, but, but still he will be happy that they have the culture to come back on the positive side. He gets Sancho going. Uh, Rashford is keeping on. This was his sixth uh, game in, in a row that he scored at Old Trafford. I mean, he is on fire. 12 goals after the World Cup, talking about getting inspired by being at the World Cup. And I think there is a lot of thing into that Manchester United uh, team. They were dreaming now that they could maybe challenge for the title. I think there are one or two or a great number nine left to do that. Yes, I think they look better when Rashford plays through the middle, but I think that they would be even better if he could play off uh, a great number nine. Vegorst is a He's a good player, but I would Craig on that one. I, I think he will be better when he gets on. The problem with Vegorst is that I've said before, he's not he's not that a great header, but he's better with the feet than everybody thinks. So so he's just in the middle there. So I think that he will you will see his role more coming off, off the bench. One more thing, Jan. Lissandro Martinez, should he have gone? Wow, that was very, very close. I mean, I, I said uh, that everything will can be sent off when you go in slow motion. I think when you put that in slow motion, which they did with Casemiro, that I don't think should be sent off, then uh, maybe Martinez should have been very, very close. And the Argentinian, the Argentinian players, we saw Romero for Tottenham, they oh. have a way of going into those tackles that makes them always a bit redder there. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I think just yeah, on the edge so. of the benefit. It was interesting enough, Ten Hag, the way he's handled things in his uh, short tenure is kind of Fergie-esque, and, and I'm not talking about the football, is, you know, with the scenario with, with Ronaldo, he was crystal clear and the club were crystal clear and the players were crystal clear who was the boss. And then with the incident with, uh, not this one, with Casemiro, yeah. and he come out and he, like Fergie used to do, you know, Roy Keane and whoever else would be punching and kicking people and Fergie would say, well, it's, it's the way we sort of conduct, we were aggressive and he never came out and went, yeah, well, that was a stupid decision, you know, getting herself suspended for stuff like that. And he did the same with Casemiro. So, you know, he's not only shown, and I know this is not a great night in terms of result, but he's shown who's boss, but he's also shown that when a player makes a mistake or the team are sticking together, he's not going to come out and sort of throw them under the bus and say, oh, they're stupid, I'm now losing them for three games, I don't need that. He's very much like the former manager in the way that he's trying to protect his players when incidents like the one from a few days ago happen. But you think red, Shaq? Yeah, I, I do know. The first, the first time I saw this, I thought, 
I, I, as Craig said, I'm right on the edge with this, but I, I give Martinez the benefit of the doubt. But the more I see the replay, and I, I take Jan's point about slow motion, and I agree with Jan about the Casemiro card. I didn't think it was a red card either. Yes. Yep. But the more I see this from the different angles that, that you're afforded, more and more I just think he, he should have. But I'm intrigued how, like you, uh, yourself, and it was Frank LeBeouf, with the Casemiro one, is, is, is you're not allowed to grab people around the throat. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, not, it's not about how much intent or how much pressure is applied. It's just a fact of... Anyway. There we go. We're going over all... We're going over all brown. What, what, what you want to be is like me, where you're giving people the benefit of the doubt. Oh, doubt. dear. Right? Uh, uh, the Jan will say uh, thank you very much. Jan will be back on Extra Time. And if you haven't seen his running video, you haven't seen it I'm, yet. I'm dying to uh, see it. We'll this. be showing Classic. it once again, where Jan is almost beaten by a man dressed up as a fish. Uh, <laughs> speaking of, this is a speaking of strange smelling men, there's Stevie Nichol. Uh, <laughs> be sure to check out Extra Time over on YouTube. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC, terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Passion, drive and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights and more. Whether you're into speed, power or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Smiling away. I know, I know. You've got to suck the life out of the room, George. Goodness <laughs> I think, you know, the thing is, is Gaultier was going to be the guy that was going to come in with a, a really firm approach, good tactician, decent CV, and he was going to be the... He was going to be the guy to come in and sort these superstars out and give them this identity. But as the seasons wore on, it, it, it just looks like he's losing control and he's, he's sort yep. of guessing at what the best way is to play them. How do you, when they're all fit, how do you get the best out of the, this front three? You know, Jules has even, I think it was Jules who mentioned before, maybe leaving one of them out uh, would be a better idea and fixing it from there. But then you've got a management issue around big egos. Uh, but you used to look at one or two of the PSG teams and think, oh, how could they manage them on paper? That's an unbelievable side. I mean, if you can get them to play and gel, that would be unstoppable. You actually look at this side at the moment on paper and it doesn't even look like a great side. No. It's not playing like one and it doesn't look like a great side, as Jokes mentioned. Ramos, he's never learned. He's slower than he's ever been. He's still giving away daft penalties, daft free kicks, making daft decisions back there. And when you've got you know, players that don't want to defend from the front and you've got those problems at the back, the, it, it only ends up one way. The one saving grace, though, is as get ready for the Champions League, how many in, in European football in the Champions League can, can boast that they're coming into this yep. round of competition looking, looking at, at their best? Yep. Other than Napoli, probably nobody else. Uh, well, no, that's a good point, Shaq. Relating to your power much. rankings, uh, PSG and Bayern, of course, on Valentine's Day, as is Milan against Tottenham. Yep. Big blow for Tottenham today. Hugo, oh, I, can't do, I can't do any games on Valentine's Day. It's oh, a why big not, day Craig? for me. Oh, yeah? I take it very seriously. Really? What do you do? I can't, I can't reveal it in case the other half is watching. Wow, imagine it. Rose petals scattered around the house. 
some sort of scavenger hunt for lots of different listen, let's get lovely back, presents. Let's get back on track here. Well, you're the one who distracted <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Just in case the boss is watching right, and okay. he's thinking, I'll get him in on the 14th. Yes. It's just a no-no. Uh, who go your out for eight weeks? Fraser Foster is the backup goalkeeper. I saw some Tottenham fans that I know uh, on social media today who are like, Kind of worried about this scenario. He's a guy who's been around Foster. He's a big old unit, but six foot five, lots of experience. I mean, he's done a good job at some places, Southampton, Celtic, and others. I don't know. You know, it's I, I, this. This could derail. Even though Larice has got a mistake in him, mm-hmm. we understand that. But you know, he still makes some some really good saves at other times. This could possibly be the difference between top four and not. I mean, that's how big I, it I, is. I, I, I like Fraser Foster as, as a goalkeeper. I think he's at a stage of his career where he's a number two, where you expect to come in and, and play a couple of games and then you're out for a few weeks. Um, and I think you're kind of using my own career as, as, as an example. You kind of get used to that. And it works better for you in so many respects. And I think Fraser Foster does that. Maybe eight weeks is a bit longer than he would ex- was expecting or would expect to play uh, it, it, as a run for, for, for Spurs. Play, play the Champions League is not something he would have been prepared for. But just coming in and doing a job, I think Fraser Foster is more than capable of. As a number two, the mindset is you aren't going to win Spurs any games but don't lose them in. Oh. And I think as long as you do that, freeze the force. It's a bit like, right. it's a bit glass half full again, Shout, Come on, give a That's all right, no, let's go to Jolly what? Jules. It'll drag the, uh, out. Uh, well, it's a uh, Frenchman uh, injured uh, now, Jules. <laughs> yeah, terrible day. Really terrible day for the world of football, really, not oh, just for Um I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, I mean, it's, it's sad that Hugo is hoping that he can come back after six weeks, maybe more than eight. But yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's at, the, at the worst time of the season when they have so many games, the Champions League, obviously, including, but also the FA Cup and the league where they, they're fighting for that top four finish. So it's, it's, it's the worst time possible. It's, it's a shame because he's also the, the, the captain of that team. And I think that leadership is important in those key moments. So, he, yeah, they will, they will miss him for sure. In it's that a time. bit like when, it's a different scenario, but if you remember back when Kepa was the number, well, he's number one again, but when he was number one and Mendy wasn't there and he was having these problems and, and wasn't playing well amongst other things and, and you know, Willie Caballero come in out of, mm. almost out of spite, I think it was from, from Lampard wanting him out. And whilst he made some, you know, he do make, made the odd good save when he first came in, you just knew... You know, but you just know there was a, it was a disaster waiting to happen, really, in the long term. Because, as Shaq said, he's a, these guys are number twos. They come in for the odd, the odd twenty minutes or one game in the cup when a keeper's getting a rest or he's injured. So, so yeah, it's going to be a big, big scenario for them. And you, you mentioned to me earlier, Kayla Navas, you know, going to Nottingham Forest. It's all about timing. Mm-hmm. You know, if you could have got somebody like that in uh, for loan to the end of the season, if Lewis had I got himself injured a little bit earlier. That's a different kettle of fish, getting that quality of keeper in. It's a big step up again, I think, for Fraser Foster. Let's give uh, Jules some cheery news. You're with Gab tomorrow on the Gab and Jules podcast. Hey! Jules, there you are. It's <laughs> enough to cheer anyone up. Uh, be sure to check that out over on the website. Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. Studies show e-bike owners actually end up exercising more, plus getting outside more. If you're looking for a balanced lifestyle and everyday adventures, you need to check out Electric e-bikes. They are the number one selling e-bike brand in America. Their bikes are typically foldable, pre-assembled and have serious range up to 150 miles on some models. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 
Real Madrid are through to the final of the Club World Cup after beating Al Ahli by four goals to one. They were made to fight for it. Vinicius Junior scored just before the break. Valverde then with a lovely goal to make it two. However, Al Ahli battled back, making it 2-1. But two late goals from Rodrigo and from Arribas means that Real Madrid are through to the final. They thought they were going to be facing Flamengo, but of course, Al Hilal with the upset that we saw yesterday. So they will take on Real Madrid. For more on this, let's welcome Sid Lowe. Sid, despite Craig being very critical of this tournament, they take it seriously, don't they, in Spain? Uh, oh, Sid, I'm trying! I'm trying! <laughs> sell it, Sid! Sell it! It is taken seriously in the sense that there's an obligation to win it. There's a sense that it's important, particularly if it can add to your trophy tally so that at the end of the year you can say, you know, we won five trophies or three trophies rather than being a trophy in its own right. It's it's not taken so seriously that you are, would run a risk with any injured or tired players, which is, of course, why we've seen both Courtois and Benzema staying back in Madrid. Uh, though they look like they will be flying out for the final. They think they're going to be fit enough to get to get to get to play a part in that and so yes it, it matters but it's uh, but it's it's some way down the list of priorities hold on they didn't, they didn't go out and now they're flying out for the final the, the, yes the barefaced cheek yeah. well they were injured I'm not having that well, <laughs> to be fair to be fair to Real Madrid they better take this serious because the way they're playing it's the only thing they might win this very year very much so yes <laughs> to be honest yes, they're not yeah. playing great no right. uh, well, are you there where are you Sid yeah. no no I'm in Barcelona oh there we go that's Lovely. a down <laughs> Pardon? I thought it was over there. <laughs> you thought it was in Morocco. What's the painting behind you? It's blurred, Sid. Is it rude? I don't know. It's a hotel, isn't it? It could be of anything. I mean, it's just generic, generic hotel paintings. Okay. Anything you'd like to add about this game? Uh, not really, except that Real Madrid, as you say, were, were, were made to suffer a little bit more than we than we thought. Those two goals at the end coming in, what was it, 93rd and 98th minute. And Arribas, who came on, by the way, he'd only been on the pitch, I think it was 27 seconds when he scored. He's had a really, really good time of it with, with Real Madrid Castilla, with their, their B team, who, of course, play in the, in the third tier of Spanish football. And given the situation at the moment, when they've had a, a few injuries for Benzema, a doubt about who could play up front if he's missing, there's just a little bit of kind of opinion building that, that maybe he'll get more opportunities. Uh, of course, uh, this weekend in La Liga, we saw uh, Real Madrid lose against uh, Mallorca. A lot of discussion around Vinicius Jr., who was, of course, fouled extensively during that game. Uh, you take a look at the front page of Marca. Uh, which is kind of hunted, uh, is the way in which they've described uh, the treatment of Vinicius. Uh, this is what Carlo Ancelotti had to say about the fouls that his player received. The most fouls in La Liga by a team in a match has been 28. Today, Mallorca did 29 fouls and 10 fouls on Vinicius. What do you think of that? With that, I'm not the one that needs to talk about it, but the referee should, and quickly. Because the funny thing is, after the first half, we were the ones that had two yellow cards and they had none. About that heated environment here that I mentioned, why do you think that was? And above all, why do you seem directed towards Vinicius? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Vinny is a great player and he needs to be protected at all costs. I think instead of focusing on Vinny, we have to focus on what happened in this game and not on Vinny's rivals specifically. Oh, Antolotti then uh, protecting his player. And if you take a look at the most fouls drawn in a game, that is 10 uh, compared to Vinicius Jr. on two other occasions when he drew seven. Uh, well, uh, Riva, Cano and Villarreal. Sid, we, if we take a look at the fouls now, obviously the Madrid media are, are blowing this up, but how much is this just part of being a player like Vinicius? The way he plays, he's going to draw fouls. And how much is there a target on his back? It's very difficult to put a balance on that, but but it's certainly a, a combination of two things. I think there's lots of things happening. A lot of it is, is obviously about the noise around it. A lot of it is about the time. And I think a lot of it is about the perception that opponents have that they can wind him up and that they can get to him and that they can maybe put him off his game. And so you have a combination of, of those elements. I mean, and obviously one of them is the nature of him being very quick, being very direct, someone who runs at opponents, who... who in, in a footballing sense, if you like, invites the contact or invites players to dive in on him. And also there's a very basic thing, of course, which is he's brilliant. 
He's a brilliant footballer. And so because he's a brilliant footballer and because he's individualistic in the way that he plays, he's the kind of player that the, the defenders are that little bit more, more determined to stop or, or desperate to stop, if you like. So they're more likely to foul him than, than they would other players because of the nature of his game. But I also think there's definitely, if you like, a, a process that now of this becoming self-perpetuating. So in which you see opponents wind Vinicius up, you see Vinicius maybe not playing particularly well, and then other opponents thinking, right, we can do this. And now you've got to add into that elements of irritation, elements of frustration, not just from Vinicius, but of course from his opponents as well. You've got to add into it this kind of sense of the, the atmosphere that's being built around him in stadiums, which I think plays a part as well, although it's very difficult to judge quite how much of a part. And I think you've got a whole series of, of, of factors and ingredients coming together to create this. Um, and and actually, it's it's getting a little bit extreme now. If you look at, said mentioned the type of player he is, high profile, terrific season last year, I mean, off the charts with Benzema. And you look at, for those that watched Sunday's game, uh, Tottenham, Man City, and you look at how many times Jack Grealish was fouled and does get fouled. I mean, Sunday he was fouled a lot. But there is not a comparison light for light, but they're both players that like to get the ball in tight spaces and commit defenders and run at defenders. And they're always going to be targeted, fouled. Players are going to wind them up. I have no issue with that. Looking back at those clips, some of those challenges were normal run-of-the-mill games. Not every challenge is, is not every challenge in free kick is a yellow card. But there was a couple of challenges in there, and I think it was the second one on, on, on the video, there was no intent to play the ball. And I think the argument is, we know he's, and I'm not trying to make excuses for Real Madrid players here, this is for any player. We know he's going to be a target because he's a quality player. But if it's a bookable challenge, it's a bookable challenge. Mm. And I think that's one of the arguments. 10 fouls in a player, I don't think, is an, a lot, unless it's 10 fouls and 60% of them have been from the one player, defender, and he doesn't get booked. If it's shared around the team, and that's just a consequence of the game, then that thing could happen. But no bookings on that game, that was but, strange. And, and, and that's the thing. Listen, the, the big difference between the way the game is refereed from our day and, and today was the ask for the remit of the referees to protect the game's star players. And... Vinicius is one of the game's star players and for all the reasons that both Craig and, and, and Sid described, so why he's targeted. But the referee has to protect him. That's, that's his remit. And while, okay, Carlo Ancelotti hints at it without providing, providing the fullest context, it's Real Madrid players who were booked. Referee can control a game by the use of his cards, by going over and speaking to players. And if he does not do that, if he does not protect the game star players, then he's not, he's not fulfilling his, 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 his fullest duty. And that's what Carlo Ancelotti is hinting at here. And if it is that they sh they're sharing those falls around, then again, the referee has a responsibility to recognize that and, and to, pr to protect Vinicius as best he can. So just to simply say, well, it's, you know, it's a lot and you can wind him up, so let's just carry on with it. I, I think it's, 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 it's not allowing the referee or, or forgiving the referee for not doing his job. Now, from we, someone we, we call it a leveller. Right. And for most teams in Spain and other leagues, the leveller is we have to be more aggressive. We don't have the, the talent, the scope of the talent that they have and yeah, the game has changed dramatically in terms of some of the ludicrous challenges that used to be around. You see the odd one now and again. But in general, players are protected 100 times more than they used to be. But that's not to negate from the defensive aspect of the game. I mean, I would not expect any player to be rolling up and going, hey, there you go, have a free run through and go, Vinicius, you know, let's see what you've got. So you're going to have to expect that. And that is where it is down to the officials to make sure that they're refereeing the game within the current laws of the game, which are giving the flair players a little bit more leeway to show that flair, but still giving the defenders enough scope to have some aggression within the play. I think this one at the weekend certainly went over the boundary think, of what's went, allowed. I think, I think it went uh, 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 beyond the, 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 the appeal. And, and if you're Mallorca, and credit to them... Yeah, if you why, why would you change it? Exactly. If you recognise, well, the ref's not doing anything, I'm just going to keep weighing mm -hmm. into Vinicius. It, it, it's easy for me to sit here and say, 
look, if you are getting fouled, don't react. Don't show that it's getting to you because obviously that's what they want. They want a reaction. They want you to be distracted. They want to put you off your game. How easy in practice is it to do that? It depends on the mentality of the player. Whether you, and that's where it, there's no one, there's not one answer is correct here because it just depends on the individual and how he reacts. You know, you see players on the field, sometimes they're hot heads and they'll punch somebody or something will happen out of the blue and you think, how did that happen? That's off the charts, he's got a red card. Because they can't help himself. Right. I think if I was his teammate and he's got a lot of experienced teammates and he's having a game like that, I think the one thing I would be saying to him is not so much about reacting, it's not change your game, but try and release the ball earlier. You know, if they're fouling you and the ref's not dealing with it and you're feeling aggrieved and it's getting to you and it's affecting your performance, let's try and play the ball a little earlier. Let's try and play some more one-twos. Don't take it for as many runs because you know what's coming. And again, I'll go back to City. I see Grealish doing it all the time. It, it, touch and touch and touch and touch then he gets a foul repeat, repeat, repeat and I sometimes think change your game up and maybe Vinicius Jr when he's in that scenario is just going to have to adjust his game slightly to cope with what's around him so to that point I think it gets easier with time to, to, to your question that this is part of the process part of the process that players like Ronaldo and Messi all had, all had to go through and while there may be small changes over that period of time you get to understand what's coming, you get to anticipate a little bit better, and you get to invite that contact when it draws penalties or free kicks at the edge of the box. So that's part of the experience. Vinicius is coming into that. So you understand his frustration. And also, I think a part of that protection is earned. When you have a record and a reputation like a Messi and a Ronaldo, referees are more attuned to it. Um, again, Vinicius is still building into that, into that kind of protection or um, reputation that, that Messi and Ronaldo have. Uh, meanwhile, Vinicius Jr. Uh, of course said, we've talked about this before, racially abused of, at different occasions. Uh, throughout the season, what I thought was quite interesting and what we've seen develop maybe over the last few weeks that we haven't really seen that much in the past when it comes to racially abused players in La Liga is that it seems to be getting more and more media attention. And I think more sensitive media attention, I think more determined media attention than before. I think a, a realisation that there is a need to, to act here wasn't always there before. Oh, and when I talk to colleagues... Uh, yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to... Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll, pull, we'll pull the plug on Sid. But I think... The Chuck, pain, well, this is, that's pain 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 pain. Like, Obviously, when I lived there, it, it would be hidden. Yes. There'd be a, page 16 in one of the, one of the Assel marker uh, that, that, you know, this happened. And I think what's good, and obviously social media is a horrible place most of the time, but if Anisha Junior can take to that and kind of make people aware yes. of what it's like, that's got to be absolutely. a big thing. You have to keep the topic on the table. Yeah. And I think that's what Vinicius Jr. has done so well over recent months. That's what Raheem Sterling, Marcus Rashford have all been able to do and leverage their platforms in doing. While people may want to sweep it away into a corner and while, Sydney, I'm very critical of, of social media, what these players have been able to do is keep it on the team. Mm. Keep that conversation going. A few weeks ago, it was before the Atletico Madrid, I was criticising media for, I think, the interview, I believe it was with Koke, and asking, almost egging Koke into talking about the abuse of, of Vinicius Jr. or the abuse that he will receive if he danced around scoring a goal or whatever it may be. I thought that was a misuse of the media and its platform. Having media talk about it, having the media highlight it, having the media apply that continued pressure on La Liga, on UEFA, on FIFA, on whatever, whatever FA it may be, I think is the proper usage of it because it forces us to have conversations about it. It forces the authorities to do something uh, about it. So credit to them all for the roles that they continue to play. He's put a, he's put a euro in the slot now. Yeah, let's see, let's see. Put a euro uh, in his internet <laughs> slot now, isn't it? His tight connection is, is, uh, <laughs> is, is back with us. Well, I'll, I'll have that bit. Uh, apparently, no, it's gone. To be fair, he's always got that glazed look about him. No, there we are. Blame listen, but listen, uh, you know, Shaq, Shaq very eloquently uh, points out the scenarios a lot of these uh, players have had to face 
in a lot of countries, but particularly Spain. And it's it's a lot of the times it's still on the table because it's happening a lot. Mm. Uh, and it's, you know, we've seen some stuff with Atletico Madrid with burning effigies, or certainly effigies, sorry, hanging from bridges and stuff, which is just off the charts. I mean, crazy. Uh, and I couldn't speak for how these boys have to cope with this, uh, but they do. But on another scenario on Vinicius and the fouls and back to the game, uh, you know, we're talking about that, but... but that's kind of getting away from the bigger picture here. There's none of these players actually playing well. Mm. You know, yeah, yeah, the fouling's a part of the the discussion and maybe the refereeing, but it's that's not the reason why Real Madrid are languishing. It's mm. not the reason why they're uh, at the moment looking second favourites to Barcelona because Mallorca players and others are getting away with some infringements that maybe they shouldn't be. That that's not the reason Vinicius yeah. is not at the height of last year. It's not the reason Benzema and others are not at the heights of last year. They're just not playing well enough at the moment. And all these things that happen for you know when Real Madrid were beating teams last year. These fouls, this discussion probably would not have happened. It would have been sort of brushed away. He's going to get targeted. He's a flair player. He's a skillful player. He likes to take the ball in. But now that they're not getting results, they're look, the Real Madrid are looking at everything, everything for an excuse. When actually the excuse is looking in, they're just not playing well. Just the last thing on Vinicius, uh, Shaq. What about those who say we need to keep his head down? He needs to not do the dancing, not the kissing and the badge. You know, I, 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 no. I, I firmly disagree. Listen, I, Players kiss the badge wherever they go, right? That, that, that is universal. Dancing after scoring a goal is very cultural. It's something we do in Trinidad and Tobago. It's something they do in Brazil. That's the cultural side of the game. So if you are asking, and I, I, I think it's, it's, it's dangerous, it's disrespectful, not just in football, but in life, to ask somebody to ignore your culture in an effort to better assimilate. Ignore who you are in, a, in, in an effort to assimilate. I, I think that is as woeful an ask as you no. can ask of anyone. I mean, we don't want... And that's, that, this is not just about football no. I'm talking about in life here. Mm. So keep dancing, Vinicius. Well, keep, I, keep expressing your culture however you choose. As a man that goes to the festival every year, you know a damn sight. I, I, I will be. I will it's be not just a festival, Craig. It's I will a carnival. Be there and oh, the my carnival. Culture. Carnival, yes. Expressing my culture. And we've got a carnival of soccer, of course, <laughs> coming up uh, over the next few weeks when it comes to Real Madrid and Barcelona. Uh, just a reminder: all these La Liga games this weekend live on ESPN Plus via Real against Barcelona. Certainly, the eye-catching tie on Sunday. Coverage starts at 2:30 Eastern. And here are your Clasco lineups then. It's Real Madrid against Barca, March the 2nd. That's the first leg of the Copa del Rey. That's at 3 p.m. Then March the 19th, Barca against Real Madrid at the camp now in La Liga. And then April 5th sees the second leg of that Copa del Rey semi-final also at the camp now. Let's welcome back, shall we? Uh, Jan and Jules are with us because Muani has been tearing it up, hasn't he, for Eintracht Frankfurt. 28 games, 28 goals. Uh, <laughs> 28 goal contributions, sorry. Uh, they scored, scored two yesterday. Let's welcome in, as I promised, uh, Jan and Jules. Jan, those stats almost as good as you at Frankfurt. Yes, finally they have a great striker again in Frankfurt. He is fantastic. But Muani, I mean, he is one of the... I mean, how can Frankfurt suddenly have a player like that scouting him well? They, they got him for nothing and got to be a lot of clubs thinking, why didn't we find him? Why didn't we scout him? They scouted him for a, for a long time at Eintracht and then they had a chance to grab him. And Moani now being one of the most wanted strikers and he's in two games. This is uh, against uh, Schalke, isn't it? No, this is, uh, yeah. This and, is yesterday, uh, this is against Darmstadt. This, yes, this year, because he scored two goals in both two last games against Schalke and yesterday against Darmstadt in the local cup derby. And he is on fire. I mean, we will always remember him coming all on his own in a World Cup final. But as you can see here, he is on fire. This, this, this is the real deal. And uh, Monday, I was down in Frankfurt. I talked to Markus Krusch, the head of sport, and he, and he said this boy not only is in fantastic on the pitch with a great attitude, want to improve, always quiet, like all Frankfurt strikers have been over the years. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, Jules, are you surprised how well he's done? 
I'm not surprised how well he's done because he did really well at Nantes before, before getting the move to Frankfurt. He didn't want to extend his contract there, so he ran out his contract. He was a free agent, he had a few offers. But he felt, and the people around him felt that the Bundesliga was, was a good step up for him, that Frankfurt were, was a good club to go and to keep the development because I, I think we say every time we talk about him, but he's a very late bloomer, didn't go to an academy, had to go through the lower leagues in France in the third division on loan to, 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 get, to get some game time, a bit of confidence, a bit of momentum, and then came back to Nantes and, and really had, that's when he clicked and that's when he, he, he became really good in Ligue 1 and started scoring a lot of goals. Um, and he just continued that and I think he's very happy there. The work that Glasner does with him is great. The teammates around him and he, he feels valued, of course, he feels, he feels happy and loved and he's, he's high on confidence. And I think the World Cup, even if obviously the final and the chance that he missed at the end was, you know, he said on French television the other day that it will forever be a scar and he will never forget about it. But I think that has also boosted his confidence and I think he showed him that he could compete with pretty much anyone right now in the form that he is. It's quite impressive considering what happened in the World Cup <laughs> final, of course, had the chance to win it all but then to return to Germany and put in these sort of performances. Yeah, and as Joe said, he's talked about it, and it's not like he went through on goal and sort of shanked it, you know, way over the bar high and wide. You know, Martinez, ultimately, yeah. it was a great save mm. by, the, by the outstretched uh, left leg. So uh, we're, we're talking inches here, it was a fine line, but, but yeah, but still, it, it, in his mind, it was that opportunity. And to put that behind you, particularly as a younger player, and then just sort of crack on with your league, putting in those performances, scoring those goals, making those kind of runs, continually getting yourself in there, almost like putting it behind you, because that's what you have to do. Mm. You, can't, you can't change it, you can't linger on it. The World Cup is gone, and clearly in his performances, he sort of put that to the back of his mind. There's ways you could have spun this for, for Moani in terms of um, being there for the opportunity. No Benzema, no Nkunku, and all of a sudden you're in the squad and all of a sudden Deschamps turns to you after probably the worst 20 or 25 minutes uh, to start a World Cup, World Cup final and, and you're in. And, uh, you know, you're in and, and you, you have this, this opportunity because manager decides to make so many, so many changes. And then all of a sudden you have this opportunity and it goes from in the space of a few short weeks you probably aren't in the French World Cup squad. All of a sudden, you're in the final, and you have this opportunity to win it. And, I, of course, I would be on, on the side that uh, Craig just described. This is a great save by, by Emi Martinez that denies him. But it has to be on the back of your mind. Even with all those things, as a, as a player, as an individual, it has to be on the back of your mind. So to see him come from that and, and take the positives from that experience... To, to develop into the striker that he has since in, in, in the few weeks, I, I think is, is a great testament to who he is and more to the point, who he will be. And, uh, and that's the, that, I think, has to be his focus. Dr. Shaka Hislop. Wow, that's inspiring. That's uh, price tag, how much is it going to cost, Jules? It's a good question. I mean, and I, right now it's, it's a minimum of 60 million euros. There's no doubt, six zero, maybe even 70, because he's still very young, uh, because he's, he's, he's done a really good job in the Champions League this season for Frankfurt, also in the league, and now, as we've just been mentioning, in the World Cup, before he was not an international player, now he's an international player, he played in a World Cup final, he's going, to be, he's going to be there every single time with France and Deschamps is going to play, he's going to go to the US, all of that. So you've, you've added already 20 million to the price tag. Um, we've said it before, I think he'd be happy to stay in mm. Frankfurt if there's Champions League next season as well, because he's very happy there, very happy with Glasner, very happy with his progress. But if there's a bigger club coming and, and Frankfurt said, like, you know what, we can't say no to 70 million when we got you for nothing or 80 million or even mm. more. I think they could be tempted to sell. And I think, again, I think if he would feel ready also to go another step up, even that's that close after going to Frankfurt from Nantes uh, and go to a bigger club. But what I like about him is that he's, he's a, such a happy guy, like, like Jan was describing. And I think he'd be very happy to stay, very happy to go. He's just yeah. he's in that moment of his career where everything is so great for him. Yeah, and you were saying off air before, the sooner they sell him, the better. <laughs> <laughs> I, wa I, wanted to, I wanted to tell Jews they won't sell him for 70. I'm 100% sure they will try everything they can to keep on to him. But listen, Eintracht Frankfurt got a tradition the last season to create 
great strikers back in with Rebic, with Alaire, with, with Jovic. And we hope that they will sell maybe one of them and then they sold all three of them one summer. So I, I think the Fra Frankfurt fans, they would love to, for him to stay. And the good thing about him, as Jules are, is saying, is that this is a guy who is not on the door of Krusha, the head of sports, and saying, I want to go. He just said, that is a consequence of my game, whatever. If I got to stay to 2024, that's okay. He's, uh, he's, he's a happy guy and he's in a great, great team that plays for him. And <laughs> remember, in the beginning of the season, we were not sure that he will be in the starting 11. So he's been fantastic for Eintracht Frankfurt. Uh, just a reminder then, you can see him in action for Eintracht Frankfurt and the Bundesliga live here on ESPN Plus throughout the season. He says as he scans to see what Eintracht Frankfurt have got this week. Uh, but the bottom, call and take on clone. There you oh. are. Yeah, thanks. You, I got there at the same time, Craig. Uh, that's 11.30 Bayern in action uh, on Saturday against both. Uh, some new hires. Uh, Tedesco has signed with Belgium. He's going to be in charge of the national team, taking over from Roberto Martinez. Meanwhile, Carlos Quiros uh, is the new Qatar national team manager. Uh, the US Matarazzo is going to sign with Hoffenheim. He's joined until 2025. I'm sure we'll be discussing that on the latest edition of Football Americas. That drops tomorrow. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. The lineup then is set for the fifth round of the FA Cup to be played over February 28th and March the 1st. Stoke City will take on Brighton, Leicester against Blackburn, Fulham against Leeds. Fulham, of course, beating Sheffield United to go through to, oh, not Sheffield United, Sunderland to go through to the next round. Bristol City, meanwhile, will take on Manchester City. Yeah, slow down. And then on March the 1st at St Mary's, it's Southampton against Grimsby Town. I think I'm right in saying that's the biggest deficit between the places of the two sides going into that. Burnley against Fleetwood Town. Manchester United take on West Ham. And it's Sheffield United, of course, beat Wrexham, will take on Spurs. Which of those uh, ties catch the eye? Manchester United, West Ham, of course. Oh, they always... oh come Listen, on. They go... That's old and boring, isn't it? All they do is go there and lose. <laughs> come on. I'm looking forward. I'm... I was part of a West Ham team that went to Old Trafford and won in the FA Cup. Oh, yes. Lightning is going to strike twice. <laughs> Why are you playing the violin? That's oh. a good story. You think it was... That, was the, that was the goal with um, um, Bartes with the... Oh, yes. Tried to play the Canio offside. Yes. We didn't fall for it. Where was that? Old Trafford. Old Trafford. Yeah, 1-0. Oh, there you go. Who did you play in the semi-final then? I can't remember. That oh, was long. where was the semi-final? Was, oh, you, oh you, no, that was, um, no, that wasn't the year we got to the final. Oh, okay. That was before. Right, okay. I can't remember what So happened. because you went there and won a gazillion years ago. <laughs> West Ham are going to go back and win again. Well, that's, that's absolutely yeah. correct. There you are. Well, I'll go to the other side of Manchester. There you go. Even though it's away from home. Yeah, Aston Gate. Yeah, which is, I suppose... A huge game for Bristol City against a Man City side that, as we speak, have been under par, have mm. not been performing, uh, never, notwithstanding their sort of off-field issues that have been in the headlines the last 24 hours or so. So, yeah, that's a, that's a huge game for me. I mean, that would be an upset yes. of epic proportions. Yeah, most definitely, so, but not beyond the realms of possibility. Well, okay. any game's not 
beyond the realms of Well, possible. no, for the reasons that you just said. I didn't see any. Yes, you did. You said the struggles of late, over the last 24 hours, and you scratched your head. Right, I don't know what this is. This is a Romanian penalty incident, so let's see what happens. There's the goalkeeper. Right. Yeah. Oh, and there's the clash. The referee goes over to the monitor and gives a penalty. What? On the goalkeeper! What? Because <laughs> he says the goalkeeper's tripped him here. Yep. Oh, good lord. <laughs> good lord. Right, oh. the right leg does come out, but... Yeah. Why are we on there, isn't this? There you go. Oh. Picks him, Shaq. Yeah. Just, just to be clear, the goalkeeper has the ball in his hands, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, did, did I? Am I yes. mean, all right, okay. Oh, you want to see it again? No, no thanks. Well, we're going to see it again. No, please. We started playing please. it now. It's not going to make it any better for me. Once it's once oh, goodness me. To be fair, though, to be fair, it was a very threatening position, wasn't it? Yes. A, they were all running away from goal. <laughs> I mean, the right leg does come out. Watch. Watch this. Watch. Yeah, he trips in, Shaq. It's the right. There you go. Ready? Kick. Or is that? Or is he getting ready to kick the ball? <laughs> he's exactly. He's, he's making a sharp pivot. Pivot. Like <laughs> I'm going to turn right here really quickly. Oh, That's right. all it is. There we go. Oh, oh, that is it. it. There we oh, are. We needed that. We to are. Happen. What a what eclectic huh? mix of things we had today. Crikey, O'Reilly. What have I told you about goalies? Well, uh, yes. They are the biggest pain. How, how, uh, what's that going to do, goalies? He's uh, giving a penalty away. That, that oh, is it. Goodness. That brings us to the end of the show. Wait. Stay tuned, though. Extra time is next. <laughs> <laughs>
nickel between me and the fish somewhere. He wouldn't eat the fish. He wouldn't like a fish, would he? Would he eat it? If no, the fish had batter on it, he'd eat it. I don't know. He'd stop eating the fish, carry <laughs> on. If it had ground beef on it, then he'd eat it. You're immense. You're immense. It's a mint on a fish. Right. Okay. Why do teams always seem to be unprepared, Craig, for an opponent with a new manager? Surely they should know that the team is going to fight harder than normal. See, this was the caretaker manager bounce. Yes, it was. Today. Managers almost. Managers. There were the three of them, weren't there? Committee. Managers. Yeah, committee. Yeah. The committee. Ah. Yeah. Uh, It's not, there's no, is there an answer to that, Shaq? No, no but I, I think there is a, Good, I yeah. think there is an answer because, because when you saw, uh, I mean, when I was at uh, Goodison Park and I saw uh, Everton Arsenal, and if you said before the game, even my daughter, she doesn't care about football at all, she would have known how Sean Dyche would play that game. It was exactly, oh. exactly like you know that Everton would come and still Arsenal managed not uh, to do well. Today at Old Trafford, and I said it in a joke before in the show, I said they played Jesse March football. It was That was the intensity that you want to lead, especially in the first half and the beginning of, of, of second half. But uh, to Craig's point, I was laughing the whole game when I saw this committee. I've never seen such a democratic bench in my whole life. It was like they're having votes who they should yeah. put on. And they had to put on two players after 23 minutes, didn't they? They certainly did. At least get it done. Big I think point. every extra time now, or at least once a week. Right. That video. Do you think so? Photo of Stevie in his jacket. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> a rotating thing. Is Bamford a good enough number nine, Jan, to be a consistent starter in the Premier League? Uh, a top fit Bamford will be good for Leeds because right. I think he, he could do at his best, hold the ball up for them and he will score his odd goal. But I think every football fan, they always say, we need that number nine to score your 20 goals. There's not many of them scoring 20 goals. But So, uh, I, 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 again, I saw uh, uh, Calvert-Levin. Is that is how I spell his name? The Everton striker. Yeah. Everybody speaks so highly about him as well. I think that he's a good striker, but he's not like top-class striker. He's, he's some strikers always do nearly enough. So, I don't think when I see the, the, the clubs down there in the relegation zone, I don't think any of them have this great, great striker. Maybe West Ham have a couple that you can go get more goals out of. Mr. Burley, all very polite. Oh. <laughs> oh. Followed by ridiculousness. <laughs> okay. If this Manchester United Leeds game was a pie, what kind of pie would it be? This off the back of massive pie talk a couple of days ago. Ah. Well, the bit of space to it this game, doesn't it? Right, okay. So spicy pie. Oh my god. Yeah, it's considered a Listen. Hi. By the looks of that video, you'd oh. either been eating or carrying about a hundred pies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd love to give him a race. I think I could beat him. Beat Jan. But my calf would go. Anyway, I digress. Nickel would beat him, I'm sure of it. I don't know. I don't think it, his medical insurance would allow There is a competition going on. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that would be yeah. an issue. Go to doctor. I think signal would go, uh, no. What would a pie be? That would be uh, a good old steak and ale pie. Steak and ale. Yeah, traditional. That's not spicy. Oh. Steak and ale is not spicy, is it? No, no, I was going to go check and box. Oh, is that, is that? Okay, so just oh. a little tabasco. It's all about yeah. the add-ons. Yeah. All right, yeah. tabasco. Why carries tabasco in her purse? I, 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 yeah, but that's, that's, puts it on the. No, it's not. It's, it's, don't, it's, don't. It's take you yeah, on the no, <laughs> Get back in line. <laughs> Whenever you open it in my eyes. <laughs> that's hot pepper spray. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shut up, Dan. No, I don't want to see the video of you again. Go to the restaurant with shots. <laughs> um, yeah, and what food do you miss the most from England? Or what do you enjoy eating when you go there? If you're going to eat well in England, you have to have breakfast three times a day. Yeah. Uh, so I, I like the breakfast. Yeah. I, 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 I tend to drop breakfast at home because I need to run faster in <laughs> those kind of events. But, uh, but, but in England, I always go for the egg and bacon. Yeah. And for me, I rate, I rate the hotel based on the bacon, how they do the bacon. Yes. Yeah, I you like wait. fish and chips. Fish and, I yeah. Fish and chips. Yeah, 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 yeah. Proper chips. Yeah, Here yeah. they advertise yeah. fish and chips and you're like... No, no, no. no. Proper fish and chips. Now, do you, ever, do you ever put gravy sauce on it? Curry? No. Oh. Curry, a little bit of curry. Curry sauce? Yeah. What about... You, do you, have you ever had a donut? You must have had a donut kebab. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. 
No, I'm not, I'm not a kebab man, but I think we should, as we are on the same generation of football players, remember after every away game when we stopped at some dodgy fish and chip shop on yes. the way, yeah. and we Can got that fish, that, fi that fish and chips when we had the papers, and for me as a foreigner, eating page three girl, in my, <laughs> there were, there were, there were, there were, but pay for everyone. And the salt, and the salt, when we were playing cards, the salt was still there. That yeah. was proper English the football. Smell. Oh, you can smell I, it now. Yeah. Shall, I shall I explain what page three is? No, Craig. I, I, I think we're okay. okay. <laughs> but, but it's amazing, though. The bus, the bus, I'm not going Don't to, Google it if you're at work. Yeah, I'm not going down You're going to get road. Tabasco in your eye. <laughs> but it is amazing. Premier League clubs, you used to, the bus would stop. Yes. Like, yeah. the small. We'd stop in Leeds. Every yeah. Every single yeah. trip, right? Every single trip, we stopped at least for fish and chips. I yeah. mean, I don't know what the sports scientists would say about that now. I don't think they'd be particularly and happy. And the crate of beer that Does everybody them. want salt and vinegar on them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Magic. Magic. Uh, Stevie says that, that Roddy Moran used to come down and get the orders, and there was a new player who wanted something that wasn't fish and chips. <laughs> like maybe a burger or something. He's like, you're having fish. <laughs> I'm so fancy. Okay, Shaka, this is a big question for you. You now. Oh, oh, oh. Can Messi really be the GOAT without winning the Coupe de France? Uh, well, apparently it. not. PSG out, of course, knocked out by Marseille. Have you, have you ever seen Jules so sad? He was really depressed. He was bringing us down. Oh, he was oh, depressed. I have I never oh, seen I mean, I don't need people like that in my life. <laughs> <laughs> you need that, you look in but, the mirror, but, that's it. Oh, there, was, there, was a story, there was a story. There was a story to that Laurie deal because I was sitting next to Jules at the game, Tottenham Manchester City, and whenever Laurie touched the ball and did something, I said, well done, your man. He's so bad. Oh. No, no, he's the best. He's the best. Oh. So he was very sad today. He was very yeah, sad. He, he, he had a oh, bad day. Oh. Like that. Bad day. Hmm? I can't get this out of my head. What's wrong? Jan running like that. Oh. <laughs> I feel like you want to give it a try. I do. I mean, right. I'm like, Shaka, no. pretend you're the fish. Yeah. <laughs> how, how do you run? Hold on, let, let me show. No, 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 we need to split. Yeah, but I'm practicing. No, I'm practicing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just really fish behind you like that. Right, hold on, hold on. Let me. Let's get you on. Right. Come on, Dish. Throw out the split. Dish, come on. Oh, I tell you no. what, you just can't, you just can't get the directors these days, can you? No, no, exactly. But, how, but watch, this is amazing. Yeah, right. I don't know if you can see it. Shaka's the fish. I'm the fish. So, <laughs> you got Shaka, you need to be in trouble. Oh, there's a fish. <laughs> how, do you, how, how, how do you? How do you not lift your legs? Oh dear me. <laughs> This is a very serious I, I, football I, I, show. What happened to, what happened to and, and the funny, And the funny, thing, the funny thing in that same relay, so I, this was the first, the first run, and I tried to have a quick start, as you saw, to get some uh, space. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then there was one Olympic winner, there was a world champion, and, and me and the fish. Unbelievable. Wow. Unbelievable. There you fair go. play, fair play. There we are, beautiful. Yeah. Wow. What the question do you can't? <laughs> Doing that. Give it time. There you are. What's up? What questions? Okay. Uh, yeah. They're not all questions. They're not all questions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jan, how many teams from the Bundesliga do you think will qualify for the Champions League quarterfinals? Here's a reminder PSG well. Bayern, Dortmund Chelsea, Leipzig City, Eintracht Frankfurt, Napoli. Well, Bayern, Bayern will beat PSG. Okay. That's for sure. One. They're in form. PSG is out of the cup. Uh, Eintracht Frankfurt will definitely beat the best team in the world, Napoli, yep. 100%. Uh, two. That is ganz klar. Uh, then we have Leipzig. Leipzig won't make it. Okay. Uh, Dortmund in form. So we will see three of eight teams in the quarterfinals will be Germans. Oh, wow. It's a good time to play City, though, isn't it? Yes. Is City there playing? Are you going for four? Leipzig? You going for four? Leipzig are playing City. Yes. What? You going for four? No, I just said it was a good time. Oh no, it's oh, right. second. Absolutely. Now that Erling Haaland is getting the blame for everything. Well, yeah, 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 deservedly so, yeah, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. I mean, why would you have? I mean, why would you put crosses in, Jan? Oh, why would no, you? Don't get him started. Why would you, you? I don't know if you noticed. And within two minutes in that game on Sunday, Jan. Ellen Haaland made a run straight in behind, right? Within two minutes, and Bernardo Silva had the ball, Bernardo Silva had the ball, and turned the other way. I mean, it's just yeah. bonkers. Oh, but, uh, final question. Did it? Yeah. But, but no, 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 no. Three started. times, 
three times in the first half. Yep. He has had great runs and I don't play him. And then they blame Erling Haaland. There are too many touches in the midfield. Well, okay, Dan, please go. Have you got another run for me? <laughs> <laughs> I have one final question. Yeah. What, though, Which you kind of answered already, actually. Okay. Percentage chance you give Frankfurt being Napoli? Oh, they're the big favourites. I'm just yep. uh, afraid afraid they will underestimate them. No, I think that I think that Frankfurt. Uh, seriously, Frankfurt have shown that through their experience in Europe, they've done so ever so well. So I would think they will do a lot better. But obviously, Napoli is the best team in the world at the moment. So, so this will be a, a knockout. The Italians won't come to the next round. It's oh, actually Frankfurt have a break in the quarterfinal. Huh? Don will have a breakdown, <laughs> doesn't he? He's in love with Italian football at the moment. Yeah, he does. Right. He does. That is it. You all right? You sure? We're done. Yeah, good. We're done. You know, how I've got, you know how I've got a bit of OCD? Yes, yes. A I'm, bit. It really annoyed me today. Look, there we go. Papers. Right. We're done. I feel like there's a bit of... I feel like the world today is underprepared. <laughs> what, as opposed to every other day? <laughs> what does that mean? Not me. Who's <laughs> underprepared? Don't look um, at me. Um, uh, that is it. ESPN FC. What was the word John, John Chaplin <laughs> used on you yesterday? Yeah. Myopic. Myopic. <laughs> he said the word myopic was... was um, and what? Uh, how do you define that? Lacking any... Uh, basically lacking any intelligence. Well, there we go. There we are. <laughs> For more of the myopic panel, join us tomorrow. <laughs> uh. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is to not search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com FC. Just go to Indeed.com FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com FC. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.